Welcome to Mystic Initiations, a podcast hosted by priestesses Lady Decana and Lady Aridia. Together we will explore all things mystical, magical, and mysterious. So grab yourself a drink, get comfortable, and follow us as we delve into the world of the unknown. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mystic Initiations. I am Lady Takana, and Lady Aridia will not be with us this week. She is preparing for a big move back here to Montana. Um, so very excited to see her again, have her back. She's been gone for about a year now. Um, and we are also in the works of creating our very own local coven with a focus on the Norse gods and paganism. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. Um, I'm so excited to have Aridia back. Also, on another personal note, I have started my own business where I will be offering tarot readings. I will be participating in two expos called Stepping Into Your Magic. One will be held in Billings on Friday, October 20th at the Unity Church in Billings, Montana from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. The other one will be in Hot Springs, uh, South Dakota at the Muller Center on Saturday, October 28th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Sunday, October 29th, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you live in either of those areas, please come check us out. Check out the event. There's going to be lots of uh, great vendors and readers there. And you can also come by to say hello to me, Lady Decana, um, for my business, Open Heart Mystic, as well as helping to promote our podcast. Uh, so we'll be there as well. Uh, we'll give more information as it gets closer to the events. And I will post more information on our Facebook page to our as well as our Facebook group page. So if you're not already following us on Facebook, uh, check us out. Uh, it's uh, Mystic Initiations with Decana and Aridia. We have, uh, like I said, a Facebook page and a group. So two different pages there for you. Um, and also feel free to check us out um, on Spotify, like and subscribe to our pages, as well as following us on Spotify. So we'll make sure that you get all of the updates anytime a new episode becomes available. Um, so you can check out our website also at mysticinitiations.net. Okay, now that we have all the news out of the way, let's jump into our topic at hand. I thought a great topic today, um, especially for those of you who are new to the craft, would be to talk about altars, what they are, what kinds of altars there are, and how you can set up your own altar. Um, so what is an altar? An altar is a table that is used for religious or spiritual focus, typically rituals. Um, at least that's the general term for basic altars. Um, altars can also be as varied and as unique as there are people in the world and is a reflection of either your spiritual religious tradition or your own personal spiritual leanings. It represents a focal point for your workings. Uh, it's a place where you can disconnect from the outside world and connect with your own inner divine spirit, the gods, uh, and any other spiritual beings that you may work with. Now, most practitioners have a general altar in their home, one space that they have set up to represent their work. Many will use a general altar for 
basically as an all-purpose for ritual work, for deity worship and communication, and for all magical workings. And really, one altar is all you really need to do what you need to do. Um, However, if you happen to have the space and the availability, many uh, practitioners, pagans, and witches uh, will have several altars throughout their house. Um, So if you have the space... And the inclination, you yourself may decide that you want to have multiple altars. Um, Now, I was trained in the religious order of witchcraft, which uh, in that particular tradition, it was typical to have a general altar, which was used for all ritual workings. And it was also um, common to have a second altar known as a working altar where you would perform specifically magical workings um so you know if you had the space to to have multiple altars you would have a general and a working altar um of course again this is not required only one is actually required but if you want the idea of expanding to different altars you have different altars in different rooms um i mean the types of altars you can have really just are as varied and as many as there are people in the world. Uh, I have an altar. I have several altars in my house. I have an ancestral altar uh, that sits in the West in my ritual room. I actually have a room that's set just for ritual work. So I have a general altar. I have an ancestral altar. And then I have a third altar which uh, is dedicated more to like my own self and self-care, which I'll talk a little bit about a little bit later. I also have an altar in the kitchen in our window, uh, which is, we have a window right above our sink in the kitchen. And so on that, I have a statue of um, Hera, a goddess of hearth and home, just to kind of symbolize You know, kitchens are a common place for families to gather, so it's a great place to have uh, a little dedication to a hearth and home goddess, whatever that god or goddess might be for you. Um, So I have that also as well. Uh, Let's see. Objects. If you're going to do an ancestral altar, um, which is what I have. Now, to go back to what I was saying about ancestral altars, I'd mentioned that I have an ancestral altar in my ritual room in the West. And it's pretty simple. It's it's not too crazy elaborate. It's got pictures of ancestors and loved ones who have passed over into spirit. I usually keep a small uh, bowl of water and I have a candle that I keep lit to symbolize light. And I offer incense quite often and prayers. And you can do this daily. You can do it once a week, however you like. It's always nice, though, I think, to have a little ancestor altar. Um, Other altars that you can have, you can create altars connected with your angels and guides. Altars for house spirits. Altars for elves and dwarves if you work with them. You can also set up a simple altar outside in your yard and dedicate it to the spirits of the land that you reside on. Even a simple spot outside with rocks, flowers, herbs, and maybe water from a nearby pond, river, or creek can be a nice offering to the spirits of the land. Um, The ways and the types really are quite varied. So get creative and just remember to approach your altar and your working with other spirits and gods with reverence and humility. I think that's the most important thing. Uh, to do 
so where do we put our altar and what do we place on them? Again, this is always going to vary from person to person. If you have been trained in a particular tradition, then you may have a specific area that you will place your altars based on that tradition. If you're a solitary and you don't have a particular tradition that you follow, then follow your own intuitive process and what feels right for you. There's no right or wrong in this. Uh, my general altar resides in the East, and this is what I was, you know, in the tradition I was trained in in Rue. That's where we put our altar in the East, a place of new beginnings, of air. Uh, and it always just makes sense to me because of that, I think. It's just the way I've always done it. But I know there's a lot of traditions that will put their altars in the North. That is also very common. Uh, ancestral altars, again, these can go wherever you feel drawn to put them or wherever you have the space to put them. Sometimes space is an option. You don't have the ability to put things where a particular tradition may say to put it in. And you're like, well, okay, I don't have space in, you know, the east i don't i'm able to put an altar there so you can put it somewhere else um again there's no hard and fast rules ultimately it's about honoring the spirit so wherever you feel drawn to put it wherever you can put it is important the important thing is that you're doing it that you're creating your altar and you're working with the spirits so don't let that stop you if you're not able to put your altar in the so if you want to set up an ancestor altar and you don't have any room in the west side of your space don't let that stop you from place to uh, setting up a, an ancestral altar. Um, as to what you would put on your altar, again, it'll depend a lot on the tradition you're in or your own personal leanings. So as an example, um, I'll tell you how I set up my general altar. My altar sits in the east of the room. On the right side, we symbolize the masculine principle or the God aspect. And on the right side, it symbolizes the feminine and the goddess aspect. So on the upper right-hand corner, the symbol is, symbolizes air, and it's where I keep my ritual bell. For those of you that don't know, a bell is used to disturb the atmosphere. It cleans out stagnant energy, and it helps to call for a spirit. It also helps us to shift our mind's focus to know that you are about to uh, prepare that you're preparing to do spiritual work and so it can help shift the mind's focus from the outward to the inward inner world it's like um a symbol or to tell your spirit okay we're now shifting our focus we're going to be connecting with spirit and leaving the mundane world behind us so a bell is a nice thing to have um on the bottom right uh, side is symbol of uh, fire and it's where I burn my incense that's where my incense sticks um, technically incense is can is also air so technically you could put it you know east um, east or south will work either because you yeah, have the smoke of the incense of course is air but then you need fire to light it and so there's the burning embers so either would actually work for incense so you know, you could you could do either. I also keep my athame um, on the right-hand side in the east, symbolized by air. On the left-hand side in the upper left-hand corner, I usually have a container of salt, which is used for cleansing. I have crystals, and I also have a faux skull to symbolize earth and the ancestors. And on the lower left-hand side, I keep uh, a chalice of water with a 
lower left hand side is just in place by water it's also where i keep oils and any other liquids so you have north earth uh, west water air east air and then south fire is how i do it um i also have a figure representation of the goddess uh, on the left hand side as well as a black candle and on the right hand side of a symbol of the god along with a white candle okay and black and white candles are used to represent all sides of life you know uh, death life day and night sun and moon summer and winter as above so below um, you can't have one without the other which always tries to walk a balance between the two understanding death and seasons of change but also uh, symbolizing and pulling through life and positive energy as well so we work with all aspects here um, in the center in the center of my altar is where i keep an altar pentacle and so anything that needs charging or any magical workings that i do candle magic whatever goes on my pentacle altar to help charge and imbue my workings with more power okay this is the pentacle is a long uh has long been a symbol of manifestation and magic okay um so this is just a couple of examples of um altar setups this is how i set up my altar another i other great idea for an altar that i heard about that comes from the book the witch's book of power by devin hunter um first of all i highly recommend this book and any of his books actually they're all really great books um great for beginners he uh recommends in his book to creating an altar that's dedicated to yourself, your own personal empowerment, placing things that bring power into your personal life. So like a picture of yourself, any certificates on your wall of things that you've achieved, a mirror, and any and all things that symbolize beauty and power dedicated to you and your own personal power and care. Um, I cannot stress enough how important it is for you as a witch, pagan, magical practitioner, to take care of yourself and all that you do the power starts and stops with you so it is important for the witch to meet their shadow and light to find that balance and to work to transform yourself into a confident powerful and caring witch this will do a lot to move your magical uh, workings along in order for your magic to work you must believe in yourself and know who you are and what you want it's very important I think sometimes people treat spells um, like recipe books. Well, I use a little bit of herbs. I use this oil. I say this thing and it works. But it's about harnessing the energy and the power and the confidence within yourself is really what moves the spell work along. All those other things, candles, herbs, oils, are beneficial. And they'll help empower your work and make it stronger. But ultimately, the energy is within you. So... Having a personal altar for yourself, dedicated to yourself and loving yourself, I think is a really great idea. Um, and I'm thinking about doing that myself. Um, let's have an altar or a space that is dedicated to self-love, affirmations, and positive energies to work on the shadow aspects um, of ourselves so that we can be reborn and brought into the light and to uh, create what we need and desire in life. Because we have to know who we are. We have to understand who we are in order to create what we need and desire.
Having all the magical knowledge in the world isn't going to do any good if you don't know what you really want and who you are. So very important. Um, one more thing I would like to touch upon before ending this episode, and that is what to do if you're new to magic, you want an altar, but maybe you live with people who are not open or may be somewhat fearful of what you're doing. Setting up an altar can sometimes be a challenge in these cases. This is where the witch has to get creative. If you are in a space where you don't feel you can be freely out of the broom closet, you can set up a makeshift altar that doesn't look like an altar. Maybe you could have a small space on a bookshelf with some things you have found like outside, like a stone, a feather, seashells, pictures, etc. An area that just speaks to you personally, but where the average person would look at it and just think it's pretty knickknacks. Uh, it may not be ideal, but we do what we can and we start where we are. Simple meditative work to connect with yourself and the energies around you may be just perfect if you are unable to do full-on ritual. Where there is a will, there is a way. So, if you're in a situation where you cannot do a full-on ritual and have a full-on altar, simple meditative work, intuitively connecting with yourself, with your guides, and with the gods privately will also be very powerful for you. So don't let that stop you if you're not able to do that. You say, well, I can't do rituals. Oh, I can't do... Uh, a full altar. You don't have to necessarily do all those things to start doing the work. Okay, so we always start where we are and we use what we have available. You do not have to run out as many witches when they started out. I was one of those as well, thought you had to go out and buy all these really cool altar rituals. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can buy things secondhand, you can buy things at the dollar store. Obviously, if you have the means, you'll want to buy you know, stuff that is nicer. If you can make it even better, it may not look as pretty as store-bought stuff, but I have found that making my own stuff has even more power than the stuff that I've bought. So don't feel that you have to run out and buy a bunch of things or that you spend a lot of money because you don't. All right. So on that note, I will leave everything here. Um, I hope that I have given you enough information to spark your own intuitive creativity in creating your altars. Again, there is no right or wrong way to practice the craft. Allow yourself to explore different avenues and allow spirit guides, angels, the gods, or just your own divine wisdom to help guide your path. Okay. As always, thank you for listening. And I wish you all a very blessed week of magic. Good night and blessed be.